When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep, and I'm here today to bring you another Social Work Shorts, and today's topic is one that I really, really, really enjoy. I find it very, very, very interesting, and that is personality disorders. So today I'm going to go through the three different clusters and the different disorders that um, belong to each cluster, along with some symptomology, and then I also give some examples. Um, of either fictional characters or real-life characters that might help you better remember and um, understand these different types of personality disorders. So we will go ahead and jump right in. What is a personality disorder? So a personality disorder is a disorder in which you have very rigid and unhealthy patterns of thinking or functioning. Um, what's interesting about personality disorders is you have to think that our personality is pretty ingrained with us. So those people that are diagnosed with a personality disorder, you're going to see these patterns or these symptoms over a long period of time. Another very interesting thing is that the people that have personality disorders might not even realize that they have some um, problems in their functioning and behaving because it is a part, so much a part of who they are. Um, also with personality disorders, these people often have trouble relating to situations, um, relating to people, a lot of trouble with interpersonal functioning, and then also functioning maybe in the school setting, job setting, or personal life. So um, that pretty much sums up what personality disorders are. And then you might ask how to diagnose them. They are a part of the DSM-5 um, and some things to consider when talking about personality disorders is that they're typically diagnosed in people 18 years and up. And why this is, is because you have to think in the younger years, um, so say like a 10, 11 year old, their personalities are generally still developing, which is why you probably in, you know, 99% of cases will not see a personality disorder um, diagnosed early on. 
Also, symptomology of a personality disorder, like I said, has to have a long-term pattern because we're talking about personality here. Um, so personality is generally something that doesn't change much over time when we become adults, which is why you will see those long-term patterns. You're going to see like years worth of having challenges with interpersonal relationships, connecting to people, and um, functioning in those different types of scenarios. So those are just some clues of how you might diagnose or in questions look some things you might want to look for um, for personality disorders. So there are three different types of clusters when it comes to personality disorders. There's cluster A, which is adenocentric. That includes paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorder. Then we have cluster B. Dramatic and erratic, um, those are going to be antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. And then our last cluster is cluster C. Those are going to be those disorders that have symptomology of anxious and fearful. Um, the disorders that fall under cluster C are avoidant personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, and obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Um, it's important to know the clusters because it's going to help you remember them. So um, if you are thinking of cluster A, you're going to see that all three of those disorders kind of have that common theme of odd and eccentric behavior. Same with B, they all have that dramatic and erratic behavior. And then C, all of those disorders in C have that anxious and fearful type behavior. So we're going to start with cluster A. Our first one is paranoid personality disorder. So someone that it potentially could be diagnosed with paranoid personality disorder, they're going to be very suspicious of others. Um, always, you know, worried or anxious that someone's out to get them, that someone has negative intentions towards them. So they might not be trusting in people because they think, you know, that person's going to come back and harm them or do something to them. They have a very hard time with personal relationships because they have trouble um, trusting others. And um, so say someone was, you know, their friend, they're always going to question your loyalty to them. They often will not open up to people or tell information because they're worried that it will be used against them. Um, they always assume, assume worse intent. So if you did something, they're going to see that as potentially very negative or harmful to them. Um, they often hold grudges against people, and then they always um, have these suspicions that there's conspiracies against them. Um, some other common things are that if you're in a relationship, you're always paranoid that your spouse is being unfaithful, um, that is maybe con committing adultery, a variety of different things. So just very, very, very um, paranoid as it says and suspicious of other people their intentions and just other things going around the example that i give here is adolf hitler and joseph stalin um, obviously they had very extreme ideology and that was because they were very 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 paranoid of what was going to happen to them um, so that's who i think of when i think of paranoid personality disorder other people were always out to get them um, you know they always tried to have the upper hand in that cluster a paranoid personality disorder
Second one is schizotypal personality disorder. And this one's very interesting. You're going to see very strange and odd behavior from um, those who have this personality disorder. They might have very odd dress. So they might wear um, bow ties with pajama pants. Um, very, very, very out there type of dress. And then it also goes along with their thinking and their beliefs. It's going to be very, 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 very odd um, and not like general, you know, to the whole pop the population as a whole. Flat emotions um, or inappropriate emotional responses. They might not be able to interact properly in social situations. They might make people feel uncomfortable in social situations because they're they're not picking up on the the proper responses from others around. They generally do not have good interpersonal relationships. They're anxious. Um, like I said, they, they don't have those good social skills. Superstitious beliefs. They might think, you know, black cats are, are bad luck. They also might think of like paranormal beliefs, like something about ghosts and, and very out there thinking. They also have magical thinking. So they believe that their thoughts can cause things in reality to happen. So, oh, um, I this hurricane happened because of me. I was uh, thinking and hoping that this hurricane would happen. Obviously, like that is magical thinking, believing that what you think causes real life events to happen. Um, and then also they might think that there's certain coincidences or things that happen that have special meaning and only they will understand that meaning. Very, very, very interesting people. A very good example of schizotypal is Willy Wonka. So remember, he had very interesting beliefs. I mean, he lived in a, a candy factory. He had that odd dress. And you could even see in social situations, he responded to people in a very, very weird way, often made people feel uncomfortable. So I, I love that example for this Willy Wonka schizotypal personality disorder. Then our last one in cluster A is schizoid personality disorder. This is um, someone that's very much a loner and does not have interest in social or personal relationships. So these are the type of people that don't want to be bothered with other people. They like being alone. They think it's a burden to be around other people. Um, they're going to have a very limited range of emotions. It might be they might come off as you know very flat affect. Um, they don't really seem to be showing pleasure in any sort of activities. Um, definitely not able to pick up on normal social cues. That's because they are not interested in people, what people have to say, people's feelings. They come off as very cold or indifferent. Um, they might also come off as selfish, that they, they don't care about others. And then another one is little or no sexual desire. So that because they don't have that interest in social or personal relationships, they are fine being on their own. They, they generally do not have any need or desire to engage in sexual activity. So the example here is you got to think, you know, there's many TV and books show, you know, books out there with characters that live alone in the woods, do not want to be bothered by anyone. They would be an example of schizoid. And then also if you um, or your children watch SpongeBob Squidward, we could say has schizoid personality disorder. He loves to just be by himself. He does not want to be bothered by anyone. He has, he comes off as being, you know, very rude, very cold, um, not interested in any sort of social engagement. That would be schizoid. Then we move into cluster B. 
Remember, cluster B is going to be those dramatic and erratic behaviors. So we're going to see a lot of instability in these behaviors. We're going to see a lot of um, very impulsive and over-the-top behaviors with dramatic and erratic. Our first one is antisocial personality disorder. This is not to be confused with those that are antisocial, like not wanting to be out in social settings. Antisocial personality disorder are really people that have um, a very hard time with authority. They are constantly involved with um, you know, problems with the law. They have no regard for laws. They have no regard for other people. Consequences, they, that does not bother them. Having consequences, they feel that they are above consequences. They often are very aggressive. This can be verbally and physically. Um, they sometimes are violent. When they do do something against someone, a victim, so if they're violent or aggressive, they do not have remorse. So they do not feel bad for their actions. And then sometimes these people actually can be charming, um, and they're using that to manipulate and exploit people. So um, very an interesting thing here, antisocial personality disorder is generally um, a diagnosis that, that teenagers that had conduct disorder will have later on in life. Um, so like, like with conduct disorder, no regard for laws, rules, authority, any of that. Very manipulative, um, a lot of, a variety of different, um, aggressive behaviors. The example that we have for antisocial personality disorder is Harvey Weinstein is said to have antisocial personality disorder, committed a lot of um, aggression, a lot of crimes with seemingly no regard for the victims. And then the Joker from Batman, that's also a very good one, um, goes on a lot of, you know, aggressive sprees to sh and showing no lack of remorse for their behavior. Narcissistic personality disorder. So with narcissistic personality disorder, we're going to see those typical signs of a narcissist. They're going to have this sense of entitlement, the sense that they are the sense that they are better than everyone else, um, admiration of themselves. Um, you're going to see this sense of entitlement and this sense of superiority. So they might be talking themselves up a lot and putting others down. It's going to be all about them. There's going to be so much selfishness at all times. So it's going to be all about them and their accomplishments and how great they are and how great their accomplishments are. And there's also generally an exaggeration like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm succeeding. I'm so, you know, so rich or so powerful, those type of things. Um, they also have this desire to be recognized. So um, if they do something at work, they expect that everyone else is going to recognize them for this. They constantly need to be praised and have this inflation that they are better. And they often cannot see the point of view of others. Um, so if others are feeling some sort of way or if others have accomplishment, they are not able to recognize that or give people the credit they deserve. Example is Walter White in Breaking Bad. If you've ever seen this series, he is completely all about him all of the time. Um, feels that he, you know, his character is, is um, better than everyone else and does not see the feelings of other people. Then we have borderline personality disorder. This one's very interesting. So with this, you're going to see very, very, very intense up and down moods. 
Um, some of the examples of behavior you'll see is that these type of people in, are involved in very impulsive and risky behavior. So they might have multiple sexual partners. They might um, binge eat or binge drink. They might have um, troubles with gambling. A lot of those really um, impulsive, high-risk behaviors. On top of that, they also have a very fragile and unstable self-esteem and self-image. Um, so if you got to remember, it's very, very intense with people with borderline. So um, they have very unstable and intense relationships. They might feel that they have the need to, you know, be super, super, super involved with someone. And then if that person criticizes them, they're going to completely flip and, you know, um, have a very down mood after that. They often have suicidal behavior or threats of self-injury. That's often a symptom of people with borderline. Um, the self-esteem is really, really poor. So um, they often feel very lonely, very depressed. Um, that's why their relationships are so intense. They're like, you know, I just met this person. We're going to get engaged. I love them. And then the next week it's, oh, that didn't work out. Um, you know, it, it just, you know, they weren't into it. There's going to be intense anger and intense stress. Um, so these people are very reactive. They're very, they act very impulsively. So their moods are going to very much mirror how their relationships are going or how stress in their life is going. Um, and people often ask me, how do I determine borderline versus mania? Remember, with um, borderline versus bipolar, they have a lot of overlap of symptoms. However, you have to remember borderline's a personality disorder. So you are going to see a long-term pattern of these behaviors. Um, so that's what, how I tell people where you're going to be able to determine the difference between borderline personality disorder and bipolar um, 1 and bipolar 2. So um, I'm just, an example of someone with borderline personality disorder is Rachel Bunch and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. If you watch that show, she's actually diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Very, very, very intense um, relationship. She follows her ex-boyfriend to California to be with him, um, will do anything for him. Um, has, but also then, you know, if it's criticized, she has a very poor self-image, um, feels lonely, and very, very, very intense fear of being abandoned by people. So those are some of the things that you will see in Borderline. Super, super intense and a lot of highs and lows in their relationships. You have to remember these people have a very hard time keeping relationships because for the person in a relationship with someone with Borderline, it can be very up and down and it can be very challenging and emotionally taxing. Then we have histrionic personality disorder. Histrionic personality disorder are those that are constantly seeking attention. They need the attention. They need to be approved. Um, they need to feel that they are wanted by other people. Um, key things that you're going to want to see with histrionic, they're very emotional and dramatic. And then they also have that a very overly sexualized and provocative um, you know, behaviors and being, and that's to get attention. So they're very attention-seeking. They're very, very over-the-top with their dramatics. Um, they might, you know, present these very e extreme opinions, but then not have any facts um, or data to back them up. 
they so badly, you know, want to be accepted by others that they're easily influenced by others. Um, their emotions are um, very shallow. So, you you know, they might start crying easily. Um, they might, you know, then be very angry. It's going to be very dramatic. Um, they're very, very, very into their physical appearance. So spending absorbent amounts of time getting ready, um, tending to the way they look, all of those different things. And then this is a, a key one. They often think their relationships with people are closer than they are. So they might have a very casual acquaintance. Oh, that's my best friend in the world. This person means everything to me. Um, although that's not really the reality of it. So what makes histrionic different than borderline is you're going to see that provocative sexual behavior um, and then also you're going to see um, you know that obsession with physical appearance um, for an example Anna Nicole Smith um, who has passed away um, some some time ago it's been a while she was said to have had a histrionic personality disorder she had a very over-the-top image she was very um, and she had a very sexual energy um, very over-the-top so that is someone that you can think of as histrionic personality disorder we are now on to cluster C our um, and remember Cluster C is going to be that anxious and fearful. So our first one is avoidant personality disorder. And this is what it sounds like. These people are going to avoid social situations because they are so anxious to be in social situations. Um, so these avoidant personality disorder, why it's different from um, schizoid personality disorder is an avoidant personality disorder. They have the desire to have social interactions, but their, their anxiety and their fear of having those relationships gets in the way. So they're very sensitive to criticism. They don't want someone to criticize them. They don't want someone to reject them. They often have very, very, very poor self-esteem. They might say, um, I'm the stupidest person. I'm, I'm so ugly. No one will love me. Very, very self-defecating um, language and thoughts about themselves. They are going to go out of their way to avoid contact with others because, like I said, that fear and that anxiety is, um, you know, really causing them to avoid interactions with others. Um, they might isolate themselves. They are not going to put themselves out there. They're not going to be, you know, going to stuff after work, um, those type of things. They also um, are why they don't want to engage or they avoid social interactions is because they're worried that they're going to be judged or that they're going to be embarrassed or if they do engage in these type of situations that they're going to be ridiculed. So why would I go out and, you know, have drinks with coworkers after work? They're just going to make fun of me. They're just going to think I'm stupid. All of those type of things actually prevent them from engaging. And the key thing here, like I said, they want to have relationships, but they're too anxious that it's just too stressful. Um, that fear is there that it's just too much. It's too much to overcome to even put yourself into those situations. Examples here are Charlie Brown. Um, 
when I give these examples, I do it to just give you an example. Um, I don't do it to, you know, stigmatize anything or, um, you know, these are oftentimes fictional characters or character or people that have passed away that it is said that they had tendencies of these disorders. So in Charlie Brown, you know, he, he's avoiding relationships a lot. He feels, you know, he's, he's not good enough for anyone. He does not like to be around other people because what are they going to say about him? They're going to laugh at him. They're going to bully him. And then we have Michael Jackson, because if you think later in his life, um, he did not like to have any um, interviews. He was often found in public hiding his face. Um, he had Neverland to kind of escape um, being around people that he did not want to be. So he is said to have had characteristics of avoidant personality disorder. Our next one is dependent personality disorder, and it's exactly what it sounds like. These people are overly dependent on others. Um, they feel that they need to be taken care of, of, of for others. They cannot, they have very, very, very little independence. Um, they're going to be very clingy. They're going to constantly need to either be in intimate relationships or have intense friendships. They, and that's because they have very low self-esteem. They think that they need other people in order to make decisions in order to, you know, have a say in anything. So they're, these are people that if they're in a situation, they're going to go with whatever the group says. They're not going to voice their opinion. They're going to please with the other people. Um, you know, they're going to appease to them and they're going to do what they want to do. They don't want anyone to um, not approve of them. So that's why they oftentimes are very agreeable. Um, they're going with what others say. This is actually very common. A lot of people that are dependent are often in poor or unhealthy or abusive relationships um, because they are so dependent on that person. They feel that they cannot be on their own or they will not be successful independently. These are also the type of people that are often in new relationships. They get out of one relationship and they're on to the next. They always have to have a relationship because they have that need to be dependent on someone. You know, they need that person, um, you know, to function. So you're going to see very clingy, um, very intense um, need to be around others, no um, or very little independence. And the example is Cinderella. Um, she, it is said that she had a lot of these personality traits, um, you know, very poor self-esteem, needed to find her prince to be happy, um, you know, very much did not want to rock the boat, went along with what others said. So that is the example for this. But you have to remember this is media. These are just fairy tales that are out there um, for you to compare to. Our last one in cluster C is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. And this is going to be different than obsessive compulsive disorder because there's that personality aspect to it. So those with obsessive compulsive personality disorder are obsessed with orderliness, they're obsessed with routine, and they're obsessed with rules to the point where they're so obsessed that it interferes with their ability to have relationships with other people, their um, ability to function in different work settings. These are going to be extreme perfectionists, and you might say, ah, you know, you're, you're, you feel very much like a perfectionist, but these people are such perfectionists that they never can actually get through with something because they just, you know, scrap the idea or don't follow through because 
they don't think that it's perfect. So, you know, if I can't do it perfectly, we're just not even going to follow through and do it. It has to be literally perfection. These people like to be in control. So a lot of this is the need to be in control. They have a very hard time delegating to, to different people. They have a very hard time collaborating with other people. They come off as extremely rigid. Um, extremely, extremely rigid, very hard time connecting to people because they're, they're so inflexible. Um, they often have very extreme views on ethics or morality. If you're trying to have a conversation with them, they're not going to see your point of view. It's their way. That's the only way of seeing things. These people have a very hard time thinking in terms other than black and white. Very inflexible. They're going to f come off as very prickly, very rigid. They often obsess over things like money and budget and can like, so if they're in charge of a company, if you go $1 over the budget, that's going to be like catastrophic. Um, an example of a person with an obsessive compulsive personality disorder was Steve Jobs. Um, he was, you know, people that worked for him said it was very, very difficult. It was very challenging because he had that obsession with perfectionism and putting out the what he perceived as the best project, um, the best product. So he was obsessed with being the his product being the best Apple. He um, he you know they said he was a workaholic. He had very hard time connecting with other people. He didn't really have any intimate personal relationships. Um, so he is someone who is said to have had obsessive compulsive disorder. So that is the last of our disorders. That was a lot that we covered today. Um, please review this. Um, come up with examples. Um, you can use my examples. There's a lot of other examples out there. So um, very, you know, important that you can come up with your own examples for each of the different types of personality disorders. Um, if you enjoyed this content, I do have other content out there. I have individual sessions on a variety of different topics for $15. And then I have a seven session more comprehensive um, series for $80. And you can find that it is on Gumroad. Um, a lot of good stuff there. Um, I try to cater to visual and auditory learners. Um, I have these, obviously, the visual PowerPoints and then the audio to go along with them. So check that out if you're interested. I also put up um, monthly content on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to my channel. There's a lot of variety of topics out there that I can hope I can help you with on your social work journey. And lastly, I want to say that um, wherever you are in your social work journey, I just want you to be confident and know that this is just a test. Um, this you are more powerful than the test. You are in control. And wherever you are in your studying journey, you got this. Um, and I hope that I could be of some help to you along the way. Please let me know if you have any questions. Um, and like I said, look out for new content as I put it out there. Thank you for tuning in and happy studying.